that was our new intro music. Yeah! Yes, it was. It's really cool. Yeah. It's I'm, really cool. I like it a lot. I just, whenever we heard it and we were all like, yep, yep, mm-hmm, this, yep. You've nailed it again, Zach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zach is, uh, we've worked with him a few times now through Saving Throw stuff, and mm -hmm. now uh, him coming up with this awesome theme music for Experience Pointers. Um, but he is really, really good at dealing with people who do not know how to talk about music yep. and just yeah. go like, can it feel more like this, but yeah. like with less of like this sort of feel? And he's yeah. like, yeah, how about this? And then he gives you exactly what you asked for. He's very good at that. It's yeah. very impressive. It is very impressive. Uh, he's going to do real well when he gets here. Yeah, it's it's kind of magic. Um, yeah. So like if you need music for, for something uh, and you want to deal with a super cool guy, uh, you should definitely contact Zach. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Zach Heidi. Yeah. And uh, very, very reasonable rates for like fully produced uh, music for stuff. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And just a super nice dude. Yeah. yeah. He streams on Twitch too. Like, yeah. You know, like he making stuff. music. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. I, I, I haven't caught any of his streams, but I definitely want to check that out because yeah. I want to see what that process is like. Have you heard his music? Because he makes a bunch of music for the Mary Mercenaries right. too. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. Is another Twitch it's channel. very good. He's got two it's albums great. out, I think. I think so. so. Far? Yeah. Two He's, albums? Two yeah. albums. Wow. Mary Mercenaries. Yeah. That's cool. That's and how we heard about him. So. Yeah, he also did the uh, theme music for um, the current season of Wild Cards. Yep. Uh, the East Texas University uh, intro music is is his as well, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, highly recommend. Check him out. <laughs> check him out. Uh, speaking of check him out, what are we checking out today? Well, what are we checking out today? Uh. What? Why, why do we keep throwing this question around? We I just want to see are... how many times we can get it around the circle. Like, that's a great question, Garab. Was that not a good segue? Out? I thought it was a We're... good segue. I thought it was, too. Thank you. Yeah. Megan, good... way, to, way, to... way to drop the segue, Megan. Hi. What? No. Uh, okay. So, we're experience pointers. Megan is melting and... right in front of us. <laughs> And we're here to give you some ideas for your games. Yay! Yay! We're, we play RPGs? We do. <laughs> okay, she put that before the whole yay part. Uh, Sorry. I'm Megan. Uh, did I say that? I'm Megan. She's Megan. I'm Garav. And I'm Jordan. And we're still experimenting with some different formats. We, we, liked, um, we liked what, what came up uh, in our discussion uh, from Random Word Generations last time for uh, adventure design. But we thought this time we would try something a little bit more collaborative where we're all kind of like weighing in on everything and keeping the conversation going mm -hmm. rather than each one of us having our own separate thread that we're following. So we're going to use the same basic uh, like concept for this, but mix it up a lot. So let us know what you think about it yeah. uh, after the fact, because we're still working on it. We're still honing it, shining it like a diamond. Yes. Shine bright like a diamond. Is that a Rihanna song? It is. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good plug. Um, but before we get to that, before we get to that, uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention our sponsor, Ooh. Ben Danish. Yes, Ben Danish. And Ben Danish has once again sent us a pun of the sewed. Mm -hmm. Are you guys prepared? Always. So ready. Are you? Yeah. I don't think you are. Always. Here is Ben's question for this week. Why couldn't the two horses get married to each other? Why couldn't the two horses get married to each other? I wish you guys at home could see how far <laughs> both Megan and Gaurav have narrowed their eyes in silent contemplation. As I feel they, like this is like a this pun. Out. This is a pun that maybe involves glue. Glue? Or I was trying to think of like what, ho like 
male and female horses are called. How much time do you want me to give you guys before I call this? Just like a couple, couple, uh, couple hours. Okay, a couple um, hours. So bear with us while uh, we sit here and just kind of try right. and hammer this out. One more time, give it to me. Why couldn't the two horses get married to each other? Mm, okay, now I don't think it's glue. Okay, go. Ahead. I'm ready. Go you for good? it. You good, Megan? Yeah. yeah also yeah. give up. No one would give them a mare ridge license. I knew it had something to do with uh, mare. I would not have gotten that. No, one. I, I was, yeah, I, I was, was like, I don't really know. What you guys I was are thinking get here. mare, Mustang, Stallion. I was like, I don't know. That's very specific. It yeah. is very specific. That's, tough. that's a tough one. But that's what makes it yeah. the pun of the show. <laughs> so thank you very much, Ben Danish, for your thank continued you. sponsorship of Experience Pointers. Yes. Now. Let's jump into this. Okay. So, okay, so the way we're going to do it this week, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, because we are still trying to hash this out. So I'm going to generate two random words, and then we are each going to pitch a plot hook for an adventure based on those two words. Mm -hmm. And then we're all going to decide which of those plot hooks sounds the most interesting and build off that one. Yes. Yes. Then I'm going to get two more words. We're each going to come up with an NPC who is important to that adventure. We will each pitch our NPC. We'll decide which one sounds most promising, and then go with that. And then same exact process for a fantastic location for that adventure. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we weave the whole thing together into a uh, a plot hook, an important NPC, and a cool um, location for someone to use in their own game if they would like. Yes. Yes. I'm in. Now here's my question. Which genre or setting are we going to do this time? Last time we did straight up swords and sorcery, fantasy, D&D style um, mm. thing. Do we I mean, want to do that again this week or do we want to change it up? The thing is like I want to change it up but I think like 90% of tabletop role playing is fantasy based. So like the most ideas people will use will be fantasy based. That's true. That's true. But also, I think that you can take a lot of things and adapt them to a lot of different settings. That's also true. But I think because we're still trying to figure out the format, I think we should stick to Sword and Sorcery this week and try it again for this one. And then maybe figure out exactly what the best way to approach this is for us and then branch out into other genres. Although the other thing we could do is based on the plot hook, I mean, you could choose whatever genre you want. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so we want to wait to see what the two words are. Let, let's aim for fantasy, but if you think your, your plot hook goes to another one, just do it. I like it. I like okay? it. It's yeah. freewheeling, and it's just crazy enough to work. Yes. Are you guys ready, ready for the two random words from this generator? So ready. I'm so ready. Understood. Live. Understood. Live. Oh my god. Understood. Live. Or possibly understood. Live. Live. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Could be okay. either live or live. Who is going first? Uh, not me. Whoever's ready, I think, just go. I don't think you I need to... think I might have the beginnings of something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go for so it. So that actually really does make me go sci-fi. Okay. Because what it what I'm thinking of is a uh, it's like a research team, um, and they're off somewhere, some new planet, some new something. Um, could be ocean. You could also make it a, a modern, or it could be even. I mean, honestly, you can make it fantasy. Anyway, um, so it, it's essentially the study of what makes something. What? When do we declare whether or not something is alive? What makes something have life? 
especially when you're dealing with alien worlds, alien planets, or something that is just so completely different. So this is a research team of some kind that has gone out to explore this idea. And they're on uh, a planet somewhere, and they're, the, the life, maybe it was a planet that, that they didn't think had any life, but as they go there, you, you could make it like a horror thing, like things start to happen and the world starts changing the, around them in some way and it's sort of learning what is actually alive and what that means or maybe it is also something in which they were say like miners and they went to mine some particular uh mineral from a planet but then they begin to learn that by doing that they're actually they're attacking something that starts attacking back so when they thought they were just using a mineral they were actually harming a living being so the poplars episode of futurama sure <laughs> I didn't see that one, but... You didn't see that one? I don't think so. That's a good episode of Futurama. Okay. But, like, sure. I mean, you could take it that direction. I was thinking of it, you know, because I often do, more of a, like, horror, uh, dramatic setting. Mm -hmm. but. I think the Poplars episode of Futurama is a super horrific idea. Um, it is pretty idea. horrific, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we should explain that really quickly for yeah, you people should. like uh, so the Poplars, have the, the Planet Express crew goes to a planet, they fall in this pit randomly that's filled with all these like little brown crunchy things and somehow someone accidentally gets one in their mouth and it's delicious and they're like oh these are like taste these are like really good and they're like <laughs> eating them and they bring them back to earth and they start getting like mass produced and sold everywhere but then they figure out what they are uh omicronian uh spawning pits oh. so they're eating like baby omicronians oh. uh, and they don't realize that until they find one that got left underneath the couch for a while and it like starts walking around and talking and they're like oh crap oh god um that is horrifying and then by that point everyone on earth is like addicted to them so yep yeah Sounds like Earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But anyways, that's the Poplars episode. But not that's that's a distraction from what Megan said. So basically, sum it up for us what you, what you, what your logline this plot I think hook here. I think I like it better because I kind of threw two out there really. But I think I like it better as if they go to a planet or a place for another reason, like they're mining a mineral or something, and then uh, that essentially turns into uh, they start getting attacked, like horror movie style and they realize that this thing that they've been using is alive and they've been harming it and now it's fighting back essentially so it's it's just the idea of of what we generally think of as life they didn't see it that way and all of a sudden sure okay so is it that the planet is alive and the planet is fighting back or is it that the specific thing that they're mining for is alive hmm. and starts Could be like, either way I think uh, whichever is more interesting. I think I have a tendency to throw out things that are a bit more broad as a as opposed to a specific. So we want to make it more specific. I'd say probably the thing they're mining yeah, or where I like they are that mining. Better. Sure, yeah. or where they're mining, like mm -hmm. that specific location. Yeah, 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 or like maybe they're they're mining a particular rock, but that rock like is is alive somehow and it starts causing okay problems, but it doesn't register any normal life size. Sure, right, okay. Um, I think I have one. Okay. If if unless you're ready to go, are you? Too. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't want to steal. I'll let you go because okay. I don't want to steal your thing. If it was also an idea, you no had. way you're stealing this. But okay. We'll see. Uh, okay. So uh, understood. Live or live. Um, I thought of. Uh, I originally thought of a. An antagonist, uh, a main bad guy for a campaign, and then built backwards from there. But actually thinking about it now, it's actually going to be. The person who sends you on your first quest. Basically, it's a, a very powerful, like, 
maybe not even like a wizard, just someone who uh, is rich and powerful and is searching uh, the world for one of every type of life. Okay. One of everything. He wants to capture one of everything. And uh, he sends out adventurers to do this. And uh, most of the time he gets it, but all for, for the rare stuff, he needs to send like a very specific team. And maybe your group is that team. And basically what you're going to do is search out this rare creature and probably have to battle it to weaken it and then capture it. I'm basically doing Pokemon. It's Pokemon. It's yeah. Pokemon. But like, there's not, like, why not? Like, that's... So this guy is Professor Oak and yep. he's like, go get this thing. And I think this, this will naturally become a thing where like, they'll eventually realize like what they're doing is wrong. Sure. Because like, if there's only one of something and they capture it, like that's the end of that thing's life forever. And so eventually he'll probably become the bad guy or something. Okay. But at, at the start, they're like, we're doing this for money. We're going to fantastic places. We got someone backing us. And we're seeing all these cool creatures. What a cool, fun we're job. We're paralyzing or freezing or putting mm -hmm. to sleep these creatures I mean, the so one, that we can weaken them to capture them. The, the ones they fight first are going to be ferocious monsters and ter terribly dangerous to villages or something. So they'll be fine doing it. But He eases them into the, yeah. like, I need this water sprite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or exactly. this human. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like one of a race of humans that, so they're like, wait, does that mean you've captured one of every race that is also like humanoid? He's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're back here. Have you not seen this? <laughs> not seen my slave room? It's back here. Oh, cool. Okay, all right. So um, kind of like a, that, that's more like an overarching, like that's almost like a campaign plot hook or like a mini campaign plot hook kind yeah. of thing, yeah? Yeah, I think um, so. But you could, that, that works. That works for me. So like, um, going out to capture these these beasts and it slowly morphs into something that is more unsettling uh, yeah. and kind of morally ambiguous to yeah. straight up evil. You could, you could run with it either way. You could do it so that they are dangerous beasts that you're capturing and saving the world or you're doing it for nefarious reasons that you didn't know about. So whatever way you want to go with it. Okay. So mine is either modern day or sci-fi. Okay. And which setting it is put in will change the way it works pretty dramatically, but all the same. Basically, a person announces that they are going to have and they're going to hold an auction like a very high profile auction because what they have developed is a universal translator oh they've developed a universal translator only they have the patent for it it's some sort of like secret breakthrough that they were able to make but they're going to hold an auction for anyone who has the money to come in and try and compete to buy this technology and be the only ones who have access to it so you've got Governments sending people to it. You've got criminal organizations uh, sending representatives to this au auction. Um, and then you have the PCs who are hired by one of those. Maybe it's by a criminal cartel. Maybe it's by the government. Maybe it's by some other group to not to go there, not to bid, but to steal the technology and uh, and take it back to who they work for so that they can be the only ones who have a lock on this tech. Okay. Okay. That's my premise. And yeah. whoever owns this basically like is gets it's it's kind of like a subtle sort of power grab because they are able to uh, coordinate and manipulate events so much easier and so much quicker because the communication barrier has been erased. It's much smaller scale if it takes place modern day on Earth. It's much yeah. larger scale if it's set in a science fiction multiple planet uh, sort of setup. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would have to be something sci-fi just because the amount of languages goes in, to infinity at that point, right? Sure. Because, like, modern day, we do have pretty good translators now, but, like, a universal one would still be pretty great, but not as world-changing or as universe-changing as if it was but sci-fi, it, you know? Sure, yeah. The sci-fi aspect definitely, well, I think, makes it a higher stakes. Mm-hmm. But um, either way, it's about being able to basically just outpace all of your competition. I mean, right. this could also work in fantasy. Yeah, if a wizard invents a bobble that does but it. I feel like that's a more commonplace thing, like rings of speak language or things like that are more of like a commonplace thing in fantasy. The, true. the modern setting to me makes it almost more of a political story. Right. right. It's, it, it becomes a political intrigue kind because of espionage then it's, thing. It is less about like the technology and it's more about having control of the technology for the power that it gives you. Which and the would money. Be, yeah. Right. Which right. is the same thing really in that instance. So. Right. So that's that's my pitch for being understood live. Okay. Okay. All right. So, which one do we want? Why are you smiling at me like that? I don't know. I yawned and then... Oh, okay. I didn't know I was smiling. Never mind. <laughs> so, which one do we want to run with? So, we have um, mining or, or exploring scientifically um, something on a planet or some part of the planet and what they are taking turns out to be alive despite defying our understanding or classification of what is alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have someone sending you out to uh, capture these rare or singular or just one of everything right. uh, things that starts off seeming pretty much on the up and up for a collector and sort of morphs into more of an, uh, a gray or, or evil thing. And then we have the um, uh, bidding auction for uh, universal translation tech and um, all the different groups that are being sent to try and power grab for it how do we how do we decide yeah i, f- I forgot that this would be kind of weird because like obviously you want to vote for yours right well i don't necessarily do none of these stand out more than any other ones to you guys does, in, does nothing seem more fertile for storytelling uh potential in than this any of the instance others? mine is the one that is most interesting to me mostly because i like the intrigue aspect of it the horror aspect of it and that's what draws me right now okay but that doesn't mean i don't like the other ones that's okay just... let's do this uh, assuming we all vote for our own, let's all just vote for one of the others, and whoever gets the most will do that idea. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So So on three, just point at the person whose idea you like. Can't point at yourself. Okay. So basically, it doesn't matter if we all cast a vote for ourselves. Because you all... That's all invalidated. Yeah. So we should just get that off the table. I think so, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. we're all just going to because... point at one other person on the count of three whose yeah. idea we think is worth exploring other than our own. Other than our own. Okay. So basically, both of us have to point... Like, two of us have I to point to the same person. person in order yes. for this to work. Fingers crossed. All right. Here we go. We're trying this live for the first time. This is experiment Why? pointers now. Here yes, we go. Experiment Experimental pointers. pointers. Here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> All right, okay. Garav and I pointed at Megan, and Megan pointed at me. So it looks like we are going to be exploring Megan's idea. Great, cool. Okay. That worked out great. We are dealing with some sort of horrific understanding of uh, what it means to be alive, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Pretty much. Okay, cool. So that is where we are. Uh, cool. So now we get two words for NPC. For an important NPC. Are you ready for these two words? Wait. So we're all creating... Yeah, okay, I got it. We're each going to do an NPC that relates to this plot hook. Right. From these two words. <laughs> okay. Sudden, weak. And this is weak as in uh, the measure of time. So sudden, weak are our two words for this NPC. <laughs> huh. Oh, man. Interesting. Sudden, weak. 
Okay, I have one. Okay, go. I'm just gonna run for it. Okay, so I'm going. Uh, I'm going extra planetary for uh-huh. this. So this is on an alien planet, and we're mining it for an, for something that is useful to us. Um, however, uh, the normal uh, supervisor of this um, mining setup has taken ill or been called back to Earth for some reason. In the intervening time, there is a temporary supervisor who has been put in charge of any, of everything. And there is some questionable stuff about how he was the one chosen to be put in charge here. This is a guy that no one really likes a whole lot on the team. He's not super popular. He's not super uh, a super great leader. Okay. But he's like just kind of like wormed his way into being being put in charge of this. And he's the one who you have to convince, like, once you as the PCs figure out, like, oh, something's weird here, he becomes the primary person standing in your way because what's more important to him is his stewardship of this operation looking good on paper to his employers. So he doesn't want to be responsible for any sort of financial shutdown, even if it means uh, doing something that is ethically horrendous and continuing to... uh, destroy this thing that we have come to understand is alive so i'm thinking of this as a guy who is like the worst kind of boss like just terrible delegator like um awful at interpersonal stuff just looking out for himself and and looking out for number one the whole time and 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 as the adventure progresses he ends up becoming the primary uh stumbling block in keeping this uh, this operation going that the PCs are probably trying to shut down, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my guy. Okay. I think I think I've got one. Go for it. Okay. So this is actually the uh, the main ba- the main creature that they're up against. Okay. Um basically it is some kind of uh, underground rock formation that is alive that um, when you start, whenever they start mining it and pulling it in and breaking it into pieces, what it eats is your time. So it starts to take time from them. It essentially starts like it's, it's, it's almost a trap type thing. So they are utilizing it, but by doing, by, by taking it and using it in this way, what they're losing is like I'm trying to explain this is really hard when you're dealing with time, yeah. but um, they're like it, it's changing the way time moves for them. Is it so changing the time, way time lo- moves for them, or is it is it eating their potential time? It could be either way. So my thought process, it could be that that could be better. But my thought process is essentially like they're working and they're going about their day in this mind, but then they go outside and way more time has passed. So essentially, like, it's taking, or it could take their potential time. It could be the other way. They could essentially be aging faster. Right. That's uh, what I was And that's it what could I was be the, the opposite, where, like, hardly any time has moved outside. Right. But on the inside, like, it's been weeks. Okay. So oh, okay. so this is this is the organism that, that they are stealing from. And you have this as sort of like a Venus flytrap honeypot thing. Uh-huh. Like, oh, it's this mineral that uh, is super energy efficient and gives, mm-hmm. you know, can power our interstellar drives for way less uh cost yeah 
so it gets people to come to it and then eats their temporal energy yes, or something. Basically. That's cool. I like I like the idea of them aging faster yeah. because that yeah. can be how they start to realize something is up. Like right. the miners that have been working there for a while are displaying all these weird symptoms. And at first they think it's like sickness or something. Yeah. But then they figure out it's like, wait, no, they're, they're older than they should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so like people and the, it, people just die essentially really right. quickly. The the more they're uh, down exposed to it, the faster they age or whatever. So so I went suddenly. This guy's your boss for a week, yeah. <laughs> and you went suddenly. You've aged a week. <laughs> yes, exactly. What do you got, Gruff? Uh, okay. This is a uh, okay. Here it is. This is sci-fi. Um, when these teams are sent out uh, to excavate planets. They have a safety measure that is sent with all ships, and it's an AI that um, has uh, one very important feature that when you uh, set this, uh, it's got to be like a, I don't want to say feature, but like a, a failsafe. When you set this failsafe in motion, you have one week to figure out how to solve the problem and get off the planet, or you'll go back in time to the moment that you set that failsafe. That planet will. Okay. So the AI is basically a safety measure to make sure nobody dies on this. It's a save point. Sort of, yeah, exactly. There, it's a save point that you have one... Well, you have... You, maybe it's not one week, but that's how much time they always get because they continue... The planet explodes in one week. And they're just like, why? We don't... We're no, no one's picking us up for another month. We have to figure it out, but we keep dying in a week. Something is wrong. So we have to explore all these different avenues and figure out, like, what is it because we're, we're mining? Is it because there's something on this planet we don't understand? But basically, it's a fail-safe that, like, time travel at this point is common enough that they can do this. So I'm going to say, this is an incredible idea. Right. But that sounds more like a plot hook than an important uh, NPC or something. Like, that is almost an entirely separate adventure to me. Right. It's like this... this well, like, um... the AI was going to be the NPC. Okay. And that that's basically how, like... The AI can't help them other than telling them, like, this is how much time you have left. And it can answer questions, but it's like, what are we missing here? It's like, I can't tell you that. Figure it out. Okay. But yeah, you're right. It is more of a, a, a wider thing than a singular NPC. Like, that almost, that's a really cool idea well, that I want to explore is like a separate adventure. <laughs> it's like a Groundhog's Day yeah. style, like, figure, mystery. The, the, uh -huh. the original thing I thought was something like, did you guys ever watch The Next Generation? Do you uh -huh. know what Q is? Yeah. So I thought of that, like, they get to the planet and then, like, so this guy shows up and he's like, you guys are messing this all up. And then just like snaps his fingers and time goes back to when, to a certain point. I guess it's not a failsafe anymore. Mm -hmm. It's basically just, he's part of this planet. And he's like, you guys are really screwing this up every time, but I'm going to give you a chance. Yeah. Okay. So like an evolved higher being who's yeah. like, have you figured out what you're doing wrong here yet? Yeah. Yeah, no, you like haven't. That. Then I'm sending you back. Yeah. That seems very spacey also. That mm -hmm. does. I, okay. I, I like that. That's interesting. My question is, do they remember... Uh, each time that they have been sent back. Yes. They do? Because it's very hard in an RPG to tell them, don't remember this. Sure. That's, that's, true. that's I, true. I do not want to play with a table that's like, you don't remember that. Yeah. It's like, no, well, I do, but like, I can't, like... Yeah, that would be very hard. That's very frustrating. As cool as it would be narratively, like, yes. in a TV show to see that, it would not work at an RPG table. Okay, yeah, you're right. So, good good point. There's a, there's a limit to the uh, amount yeah. of player knowledge you can deny. So, yeah. okay. Cool. Uh, I like that. Okay, so, to recap... We have um, a uh, Wayland Utani. Is that is that the company from Alien Wayland Utani? It's Wayland. Some I don't know what Utani is. I thought Wayland was the company. I thought 
thought it was like Wayland you whatever. We have like that sort of like slimy corporate representative <laughs> yes. uh, who has been put in charge of this uh, this mining operation. And even after they figure out things are alive, he's like, no, we can't shut this down. Um, we have um, the entity, ele- the element or entity itself that is being mined. That it turns out is actually some sort of like honeypot trap. Yeah. That is eating the time of the people who are working on this planet, mm-hmm. and yeah. then we have uh, this Q-like uh, mm-hmm. cosmic entity that's like, "Nope, you're screwing this up, and you haven't figured it out." So I'm gonna keep making you replay this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we gonna do the same thing where we point at uh, let's, the other let's person. Let's do that until it doesn't work. Okay, okay, cool. I like that. That's a good plan because I think it will not work eventually. So yeah. here we go. One, two, three. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. cool. So two, Megan and I both pointed at Garav, and Garav pointed at Megan. So it looks mm-hmm. like we're going with the Q-like entity cool. who is making them relive this week. Cool. Okay. Great. All right. Now we're going to generate two words for the fantastic location. And then after we have all of those things, let's kind of put it all together and, okay. clean, and clean it up a bit. Yeah? Great. Okay. So here we go. Two words for a fantastic location. Ooh, these are good. Okay. Acid tender. Ooh. Wow. Acid tender. Acid tender. Okay. All right. This is a location. This is a this is a fantastic location. It doesn't have to. It it doesn't even have to be like the the crucial location in this adventure. Just a cool place that your PCs can explore and experience on this adventure. I feel like I've got this place, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. To me, this would be the mother load. This is the location in which, like, like. This is where I'm taking tender is money essentially. So oh, um, nice. this legal tender, legal tender. Uh, So this is this is the mother load of this thing that they're mining. Um, this is where they want to go, but the cavern that it's in is filled with acid. Mm-hmm. It's literal. I'm taking this very literally. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So essentially, it's and and I think you could do so much because that that depending upon what it what this creature actually is, that could be the heart. That could be the um, center of the trap. That could be all kinds of things. And the acid could be... Well, it's not a trap anymore. Remember, we're not going with that uh, element. Well, we could still go with that element. Sure. We just didn't go with that NPC. Sure. Right. So however you want to take it, it doesn't have to be that. It could be It could be the, the main thing. I don't know. Well, I think with this Q-like figure who's like, no, you guys are the bad guys here. It kind of... Um... Well, but with the Q-like figure even, it could still be the same thing. Like maybe the Q-like figure isn't actually helping them. Maybe this is some form oh. of trap. Maybe it's like like hmm. that X-Files episode where Mulder and Scully uh, get sucked down into the earth and they keep hallucinating and they're trying to escape, but it's actually this acid thing that's eating them slowly. And they're just, they think they're living out their life, but they're not. And the longer they stay there, they're, they're getting eaten alive. So it could be something sort of similar like that. Yeah. That's kind of how I'm thinking. So maybe, or maybe that's what it is. Like they've gotten into this place, the thing is alive. And they've gotten to the heart of it, and this acid has subdued them and is eating them slowly. And they're like, and the Q like guy is just either Q could be could be somebody who's like actually trying to help them, mm-hmm. or it could be something that's actually trying to keep them there longer and get them deeper. Sure. But anyway, my basic fact, fan, fantastical setting is that it is this cavern cave where there's this rich amount of. You know, mother load of whatever mineral, and mm-hmm. there is an acid that is dangerous in some way, shape, or form. Okay. 
I have a slightly different approach. Okay. So I like the idea of there being a cave that they explore too. Um, mm-hmm. However, um, I'm taking tender as in like bartender. So okay. this is a oh. this is a place where there is uh, there are these vents or like channels that at random times just vent acid. But the thing is. At the acid that comes out of each one of these things is an entirely different kind of acid. So they've mm. had a hell of a time getting through this cavern mm. because they'll they'll bring protective gear that'll that'll protect them from one type of acid, but then they'll get past that and encounter an entirely different type that just completely annihilates their protections. Man. So basic basically, it is a uh, it's a thing to be overcome. A uh, an environmental hazard puzzle. that is this uh, sort of a it could be a puzzle it could um, could be like an endurance thing it could be a timing thing but it's basically you never know from which direction what type of caustic material is going to come shooting it could come from the ceiling it comes sh- shooting up from the floor like jetting out of the sides of one of the walls or something I'm picturing this as like a cavern that's like slick and wet but it's just like covered in like um like like a swiss cheese of holes all over the place that are just venting this bizarre myriad of caustic substances that they just are never prepared for Mm. so the mining operation has been um held up by this location until they can figure out a way to safely get through it Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay Stay with me here. Okay. What if there was like a place that served acid chicken tenders? <laughs> Is this radio steak on again? No, it's not. I'm kidding, guys. That wasn't my idea. <laughs> here comes our real idea. Um, okay. Give me a second. Uh, so uh, in this span of time that they had before this being reverses time, they have to start over. They eventually start exploring the planet to find out. Just go in one direction. We'll find something. If we don't, we'll reverse time or whatever. Um, eventually, they find a structure uh, a sm- sort of a small lab and uh, they find uh, whoever was in this laboratory before them was someone who was also exploring the planet before they got here hundreds of years ago and they find like a, a diary uh, that gives them some clues and uh, basically this person was also uh, they were looking at the acidic properties of this planet so they have all sorts of chemicals uh, that have probably broken down made it a very dangerous place so it's a laboratory that has pretty much been uh, destroyed by time and by maybe some experiments, um, but maybe eventually they'll figure out that this uh, actual location was the location that this cosmic being was made, um, that this was the guy that uh, was tending to these acids, and he's not actually a cosmic being at all. He's a, he's a ghost. He's a ghost that's haunting this planet and trying to protect people from becoming what he is. Mm. Okay, so... So some property of the like living planet mm-hmm. kind of turned uh, like killed killed him. Uh, hmm, maybe. And they discover that here in this like abandoned laboratory outpost. Yeah, yeah. something with the because they were they got there to mine unique material. So maybe some acid mixed with this unique material did this to him. Mm. And like like sort of like blended his consciousness with the planet I, I think in some it, way? I think it definitely killed him. Killed him. But he is just haunting the planet. And they don't know exactly know why. Okay. But Yeah. It's like a super science ghost. A little bit, yeah. Super science. Yeah, haunted planet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright. So I have been breaking down what these have been for the past few rounds, but let's do that like just give us the log line of your fantastic location now. Uh, basically, so, Mother Load acid, acid Cavern. Okay, and and I've got um, uh, randomized Acid Trap uh, Cavern. Mm-hmm. I've got Haunted Planet or 
uh, fast food acid tenders. And I, I yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess mine also, I said, it could be that that is actually where they are, that the acid is slowly eating them away. And this thing they're seeing is happening in their head. Sure. Yeah. So, I okay. don't know. It's part of the So, uh, hallucinogenic, uh, what's uh, Black Mercy acid? I don't know what that It's a reference for those of you that have Mercy. read uh, the... Uh, classic Alan Moore comic for the man who has everything. Ah, nerd. Um, that's where Superman gets trapped by an alien plant. Yeah, that I know. Gives him. Doesn't mean I can't call you nerd. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. So on the count of three, let's all point to the person whose idea we would like to run with for this. I feel like this part is weird because we've already finished it three different ways. We have so finished it like... three different ways. So which way are we going to flesh out? Oh, we're gonna continue flushing. I see we're we're just gonna we're gonna neaten Gross. this up and clean it up and tie it all together. So, count of three. Which one are we doing? One, two, three. <laughs> okay, cool. Megan and I both pointed at Garav, and Garav pointed at Megan again. So we are going with the abandoned uh, scientific outpost mm-hmm. where they discover the origin of this person who is remaking or who is making them relive. Yes. Um, this past week. Okay. So with all of those elements in place, uh-huh. let's try and clean this up a, get, a bit and uh, make it something that you could take and turn into a fully fleshed out uh, adventure. Okay. So our plot hook is what again? The uh, two words? Well, no, no. Oh. Like, what did we decide on for the... <clears throat> uh, this was Megan's plot hook of yes. an uh, unexplored planet that they sent a mining team to and they found some unique material and they're mining it and issues happen. That comes later, but that's the basic Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So um, strange things are happening uh, on this planet where the they're planet mining K. this on what? On the planet on K. The, on the Circle K planet. <laughs> um, okay. And then our important NPC is this Q-like figure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit more, or let's all decide a little bit more mm-hmm. about this figure. Like, is this like an impish sort of Mr. M- Mixelplizix? Um, um, guy who, or like the great gazoo who shows up and is like, no, 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 that's not right. I think we should make them a female. Okay. And then also make them an alien. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know what system you're playing in, but I'm sure that has aliens if you're on a space planet. Sure. Um, space planet. Space planet. As opposed to all of those Ugh. sea planets. Those other kind of planets. Yeah. Cool. Great. Don't give islands. don't give George Lucas any more ideas. Okay. What if there's a planet, but the whole planet is space? Well, he doesn't make Star Wars anymore. But he might. The whole planet is. But he might. He's, he's threatening me. He's threatening it. <laughs> um, okay. No. So it's a female alien, like a uh, humanoid alien. Yeah, still a humanoid, so they can you know talk with them, and uh, it's it's a playable character race, I, I will say. Okay. Uh, so they can understand that this thing does exist, and. Uh, they can recognize, but they don't attack it immediately, even if they could attack it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just so it's a little more humanizing and relatable than weird floating eyeball monster or something. Okay, oh, so yeah. I have to say, the ability to send them back in time to relive the past week, that's a pretty powerful thing yep. that this ghost can do. Right. So is that a result of something that happened on this planet to this to this person? Or is it a planet thing? Or Maybe is it a planet thing? I, I don't... Hmm. Or I kind it, of want to leave it almost up in the air to let the players figure it out. Not figure it out, but make their own claims. Basically, my idea for the ending was that they, they get back to where they were and they can leave the planet, but they don't know about anything that happened. Like, they remember everything, but they're like, so was that guy a ghost or like... Were we just dreaming all that because of something? Like, none of, I don't want to give it, like, 
this guy is a is a statted NPC that you can fight or something and has this oh, yeah, power absolutely once per not. week. This is not this is not so a statted NPC. For this sure. is just like an event that they'll. This is probably good for a one shot maybe, or something where they just got to get stuck in a location. This is the bottle episode. So let's play. Let's bring some of these elements all together. Okay. Let's. Why don't? So we have this Q-like entity mm-hmm. who is uh, actually a ghost, mm-hmm. uh, a ghost of a um, of an alien woman scientist. Or, or, or something scientist who yes. um, died on this planet, which they eventually figure out when they stumble upon the outpost. Yes. But maybe in these weeks that they're reliving, they encounter different possibilities of what's going on. Okay. Um, so maybe I like the idea of like the players not necessarily ever fully figuring out what's going on. Yeah. But I also like maybe bringing in the idea that Megan was talking about, about the planet digesting them and mm-hmm. all of this being a hallucination. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's one thing that they that they figure out yes. as a possibility. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, or never mind, it's not that. Anyways, let's restart yeah, the time. Yeah. And yeah. they're and at the end when they figure out like how to leave, they're like, but are we actually leaving? Yeah. yeah. Is this really happening, yeah, or yeah. are we still back there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of like that sort of uncertainty, and I think that would make it really good for a one shot. And then, too. like two years later in your campaign, you do a party wipe, and they wake up on that planet, and they're like, "None of that happened." Welcome back to level two. Oh boy! <laughs> no, no, I don't like that at all. Players like, that, like that. They love that. Oh man. <laughs> okay, so uh, is, is this? What is the demeanor of this entity? Is, I think, it, uh, is it helpful? Is it cryptic? I think cryptic and playful. Cryptic and playful. Basically, the, a lot of other teams have landed here, and they've tried to be like, hey, help me do this, and they've just failed miserably so many times that they're like, I'm, I'm just done. I'm just going to have some fun at this point. Okay. So cryptic and playful, like, can you think of a pop culture character that kind of embodies I mean, the energy of... Q was kind of that. Q? Q, Q was, was pretty playful. He was... Um, he was an antagonistic. He was antagonistic and impish, but his whole thing was he was always trying to teach them something, yes. right? He yeah, was yeah. like his whole thing was he was always trying to like get humanity to evolve yes. by like putting them in these situations, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there was always an element of like sort of like the playfulness was almost a veneer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, and I kind of like that that sort of like hidden level of gravitas to yeah. this ghost. Like, actually, I'm doing this for a reason. Yes. And the reason is what? To show them that the planet is actually alive? Yes. So that's the mm. mystery that the PCs are trying to unravel this yes. whole time? That what they are mining is not an inert substance, but is in fact a, a living thing yes. that they are hurting and, if, if not killing, maybe the last of its kind. Maybe they are on the brink of genocide here. Yeah. And mm. that's what, um, that's what the, the ghost is trying to make yeah. them realize. But the ghost wants them to understand yeah. that. And basically them drilling... Is causing the planet to do basically like a self-defense thing where it just explodes, mm-hmm. uh, killing whatever is infecting it, uh, basically. Okay. All right. So yeah. So this is a zero-sum situation. If they keep drilling, they're going to kill this this entity, this organism, and also um, it'll go extinct. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if they don't stop drilling, its self-defense mechanisms are going to activate. It will blow itself up. And still go extinct. Yes. So that is what the uh, ghost is trying to kind of keep from happening and make them realize and understand. Like, Mm -hmm. they have to come to this conclusion themselves. Yes. Like, maybe this alien was unable to do uh, herself in life. Yeah. um, And she's trying to, like, help them come to this and realize they need to stop what they're doing and protect this organism. She could also be a manifestation of the planet. 
And maybe that's unclear. Maybe yeah, that's ambiguous that at the end. Like, yeah, I like that too. Like mm-hmm. it could be that, that could be one of their guesses as to what is this. Right, is. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they find this abandoned outpost with the diary or like the the journal yeah. entries or things, and and they're like, oh, something in here connects to that person who keeps making us uh, relive our our mm-hmm. week over and over again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're turning this into a kind of like sci-fi cosmic mystery sort of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and and you. Uh, I like the uh, conceit of being able to like go back and do the week over and over again. That gives you as the GM some fun ways to like put different clues that can be observed by them in mm-hmm. place where they might not find it the first time, yeah. but they might find it the next go around. And basically, if they've done something, they can just say the next loop like, okay, we do that. And he's like, yep, you do that this time. You don't right. have to do it because you've done it. You know how to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so... What specifically uh, at this outpost? So uh, they find journal entries. Um, is there, do they find, so you said this outpost was like hundreds of years old, possibly? If not older. I mean, I assume like this space age has gone on for a long time. Right, right, So this sure. maybe was like one of the earliest inhabitations. And I've been thinking our PCs are like humans or human-like Humanoid, Terran yeah. style characters. So like maybe this is from a more advanced starfaring race that yeah. has been, you know, going interstellar for quite a while. Yes. Um, okay, so it's like an ancient um, sort of laboratory outpost. Mm-hmm. So crumbling... Um, decaying, being reclaimed, or whatever. All sorts of acid pools. All sorts of acid pools. Because we gotta have acid in there. Yeah, why not? Acid pools. I, I think. Um, I think we can have uh, this planet's. Uh, if the planet protects itself, maybe one of its out- outer protection uh, measures is the surface of the planet is covered in, uh, like, not fully covered, but in acid. Like, there's, yeah. there's all this acid all over the place. It's sort of like a. Like a mosquito net kind yeah. of thing, like uh, keep sure. things away. Yeah. Um, okay. All cool. right. So like this acid-filled, um, crumbling scientific outpost. That sounds cool. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. I think that's a fun idea. There's yeah. a lot of like interesting things you could do with that, and uh, different ways you could approach it. Yeah. Well, what's also cool about this is, like, you could do this as a sci-fi thing. You could also do it as fantasy and have it be, like, a remote island somewhere. Or it could... That's true. It, it could be a remote island, or it could be um, something on, like, another plane of existence. Yeah. Um, that was discovered. Or it could be a temple of some kind. It could like, just be the island from Lost. It could be the island from Lost. Yeah. Because they also saw make-believe people. Yeah. Cool. We didn't watch a lot. We, like, we watched the first two seasons. So. Oh. Stopped. So... Well, cool. So that is what we ended up with. That is yeah. our that is our plot hook, which came from uh, Understood Live. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, that is our NPC, which came from uh, Sudden Week, mm-hmm. and that is our uh, interesting or fantastic location, which came from Acid Tender. Acid Tender. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would love if any of this sparked any sort of uh, creative simpatico in your own brain and you decide to use any of these ideas in a home game, please do let us know how it goes. Yeah. What you did with it, how you might have changed it, or how you tweaked it to make it work for your game. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter and uh, and tell us about it because I would be very interested to see what happens uh, with this idea if anybody chooses to run with it. Yeah. Me too. It'd be super interesting. Yeah. That's cool. And then, uh, I think we did it, guys. We, we did, did it. We did it. We We're, made it all the way through a thing. We're getting the hang of this, I think. We yeah. are. Next week, let's do an entirely different format. Yeah, let's just no. switch it. Let's, let's do, like, math. 
What? Next, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Next week, let's help everyone with their math homework. Uh, Experimental fractions pointers. pointers. You, you all are going to fail. I'm sorry. I apologize now. <laughs> She's a strict teacher. No, I just suck at math, so. She's a terrible teacher. And she's strict. <laughs> Both of these, all of these things. Well, good job, guys. We did it. Can we do a, can we do a silent high five? Yeah. Okay. High five. Oh, Clap. That wasn't silent. And until next time. Let's go! This podcast has been a Saving Throw production. You can connect with us on Twitter at expointerspod, and you can follow each of the hosts on Twitter at their respective handles. Jordan is at Jordan Calleran, Megan is at Megan Caves, and Grav is at GXG. You can also watch us streaming RPGs and more at the Saving Throw Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash savingthrowshow. If you want to listen to new episodes of this podcast early, consider becoming a Saving Throw Patreon backer. Patrons at the $10 and up level can listen to new episodes a week early. You can also help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you found it to get the word out. Thanks for listening.